This is the Night Owls Disc Golf Podcast. This is Shane. I'm JP. And I'm Ben. All right. Well, pretty uneventful week this week with uh, <clears throat> Deglo is really the only happenings. There's no drama, um, nothing to really talk about. So we're going to have a little fun on the side here. Door underscore disc underscore golf, night underscore owl underscore pod, and then doordisc.com where you can get all your disc golf needs. And then we do have a YouTube, which where we will post stuff. I keep saying that. I don't know if I'd be posted anything in quite a while. Ben, do you post there still? To uh, relief? We're going to try. Um, unfortunately, just with the recording and release schedules, it gets very hard to do video and audio. Um, mm-hmm. and get it turned around. So I would like to keep trying. It's just a matter of figuring out the dynamics of how that works. So whether it's, you know, delayed a week and, and it goes on YouTube or what have you, but we'll get there. All right. All right. So I just asked JP before we started this, if he has watched Zom 100 and what it is, is a Netflix anime and there's a live action and an anime. And what it is, is the zombie apocalypse happens. And this guy is so super stoked that the zombie zombie apocalypse happens because he hates his job and he doesn't have to go to work. <laughs> so that's the premise of it. <laughs> so with that in mind, if a zombie apocalypse were to happen, what is the first thing that you're doing? Hmm. There's thinking faces going on. Thoughtful gazing towards the ceilings. Um, well, currency doesn't matter, and a lot of the you know social constructs and laws don't matter. So I think like the first thing that I'm doing is is that I am going to find some military outpost and just not arm myself with well, arm yourself with weapons to make sure that you survive the apocalypse. But I'm getting a tank or some sort of armored vehicle and just crushing things and zombies in my way. I like it. I like it. What about you, JP? I'm going to go to the bar and get some beer. (laughs) (laughs) Well, JP, you're going to have to hitch a ride with me if if you want to make it to the bar. Haven't you guys ever, have you guys seen Shaun of the Dead? Oh, yeah. Yeah. They just like hang, you know, they barricade themselves in the bar. (laughs) Uh huh. Uh huh. So that's kind of, that's kind of the premise between the Zom 100. That's like the, one of the first things he does is like, I'm going to eat junk food and get drunk. But then he runs out of beer about halfway through is getting drunk. So he has to go find beer and he just like casually like crawls down and like, it's like the cool, like, I don't know. He's like Mr. Cool with it. Like he doesn't care. Cause he's like, I don't have to go to work. I'm good. So I would, if we take the Zom 100 or the Shaun of the Dead approach, what would I do? Um, I didn't even think about this. I should have thought about this a little I'd more. I'd actually probably check that my family isn't zombies <laughs> to make sure I can get, survive and get out of the house Yeah, do whatever I, I need to do. That's a responsible thing to do though, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> you know what I would do? I'd go find the biggest boat in one of the marinas around here. I'm just straight out into the lake. Mm. I'm just like, cause you know, like one of them's going to have a captain on it. Right. Like, like the private captain. Yeah. Like the triple crown. Is that the triple crown that's usually parked in sister Bay? That real big, big uh, one. Hat trick is hat trick. That's one. what it is. Yeah. I don't, there might be one called triple crown. I'm not sure. No, it's, it's the hat trick. Okay. 
What yeah, uh, so? What kind of zombies though? Are we talking Romero zombies or like Zombieland zombies? <laughs> I'm thinking there's like. I think there's like a lot of different zombies. So my humble opinion, I think zombies will be like all barriers removed, hyper human. That's my humble opinion. So they'll be fast, hmm. strong, so, stupid. So so this is this is kind of along the same lines. Um I just thought of this while you're talking about that. Um I learned this weekend that the founder of like ChatGPT and OpenAI carries a backpack with him at all times and if you ever see him in photos he has a blue backpack and next to him and that mm-hmm. is solely for the fact that if chat gpt and open ai becomes self-aware and becomes more knowledgeable than the human race he can nuclear detonate it right from where he is and oh, wow. and that's and, pretty cool that's crazy and just, i mean they're use they're calling it nuclear detonate but he can just implode it and just shut it down and just shut down any of the open ai and just kill it kill the servers but what if it learns it that it can yeah. like you know what if it learns that it's going to be shut down and like does something <laughs> great like straight i robots it yeah, that that I that I don't know. But if you it's like but figuring you, out like oh, there's this code in it, and like uh-huh. it can be like we have to destroy this code in order to like take over. I oh. yeah, that I have no <laughs> idea. And I just know though that if you like just Google image Chat GPT founder, you'll see him carrying like a blue Patagonia backpack that has the like the nuclear football essentially that has wow. the computer that can just shut it down. Man, I always wondered too, like zombies, you know, what causes zombies? Like if you look at um, like the super fast zombies in like World War Z and stuff, mm-hmm. what causes them to get superhuman strength? Because like any other zombie, you look at them and like, oh, they're deteriorating, like bone, like down to bone and like decaying. But no, then mm-hmm. there's zombies that are super fast. So what what is getting unlocked in the human brain that allows them to be? Super. Well, I think it's it's all your it's all the inhibitors, like all the the things that hurt you, the things that stop you from overexerting your body and all that stuff. All that goes away when your brain is mush, right? But your body still functions. So then like the running, you're like, oh, I'm really tired. I'm going to slow down. Like, uh-uh. I'm just going as fast mm-hmm. as I possibly can. Or like, oh, I probably shouldn't yank on this thing this hard because my body hurts. Like they're not. They don't care. Yes. Right. That's a fair point. That's what I think. Hmm. that's why I think that's what they'll be. Okay. So that's going to be the ones you're going to be running away and be like, why are these guys getting tired? And like, that's why. Cause they're all like, <laughs> coming after you. I just want some zombies that had asthma. <laughs> they're like really breathing problems. <laughs> they're like, oh, slow down. Yes. Can't keep up. Well, you know, if, if we keep going the way we're going, there'll be just a bunch of overweight zombies. It'll be hard to outrun them. I mean, it won't be that hard to outrun them. <laughs> I'm going to get some hate for that one. All right. <laughs> All right. So speaking of why do you suck? Let's hear it. Oh, unless you want me to start. I'll start. Sounds good. Okay. <laughs> Thanks for Fair the enough. encouragement. <laughs> so I You suck. suck. There you go. Because, yeah, I just suck. I mean, I suck because I missed six 15-foot putts to lose or to lose a tournament by four strokes. There you go. And they were all wide right. 
they were all from the straddle position because I was like tucked under a bush or something like that or like overhanging branch or behind a tree. They were all straddle and I missed every single one of them right. It was awesome. It was great. So that's why I suck. I got to figure out my straddle putt now. My stagger putt was on point though. I suck just because I haven't played. Like, I don't, like life's been busy. Started a new job. Haven't really been able to get out much. Played just a couple of rounds since the last time I was on the Night Owls podcast. So, like, I'm sure whenever I get out there, I will have sucked because I I will suck because I haven't played. And it's just like you mm-hmm. kind of you lose a little bit of that muscle memory and you know how things are supposed to feel like when you release the disc and all that stuff. So, like, that's why I will suck. But why do I suck? Currently, it's just because they have it. Yeah. All right, JP. Uh, I suck because there's tournaments in my backyard and I don't play them. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. There was even one Sunday and you didn't play it. I know. We were doing family stuff because my sister was also visiting this weekend. Oh. So it was like wedding yesterday and work. And then today we were doing family stuff. So I wasn't able to play in the flex the um trilogy, trilogy. yeah yeah i, I tried to explain MC2 to him ben that his sister isn't that important <laughs> it doesn't matter if he only sees her once a year yeah i mean see my the way that i would have sold this is is that hey it's a trilogy challenge is the perfect way for you to get into disc golf that's yeah. a good point yeah that would have been better where were you ben today Driving back yeah. from driving back from Milwaukee from a wedding. Oh, it's exciting. How was the drive? Did it suck? The drive from Milwaukee after nine years of being with my wife together, because she's from the Milwaukee area and I'm from the Green Bay area. You just kind of see this sounds bad, but you just kind of shut your brain off when you do that drive. That it's just mm-hmm. so routine, <laughs> but it's like don't yeah don't shut your brain off when you're driving but that the drive is just it's just so easy at this point right and that's where the wedding was this weekend and so it was just so easy yeah nice nice should we talk about what we bought yeah or hanger or flippers so go ahead jp um what did i get i got uh two kyle klein vanguards from the shop from door disc I haven't thrown them yet, but I'm excited to try them out because I wasn't too I wasn't too excited about the discs when it first came out. But then I was like, heard somebody, I think I Joe bought one. Mm-hmm. Kevin, when I came in the shop the other day, I was talking about it too. He's like, oh yeah, Joe says it's really nice and straight, you know, pretty glidey, overstable. So yeah, okay, sounds like a good disc. And I kind of took the last two pretty ones. <laughs> so yeah. that's left are the uh, kind of like gray, like, I don't know what color you'd call those, but they're just kind of ugly. <laughs> they're they're slate, slatey. Yeah. Slate-ish. Yeah. I think that's a good, yeah. good description of them. So yeah, I'm excited to try them out. We'll see. I'll see their throwers. <laughs> All right, then. How about you, Ben? So I, while I was traveling to Milwaukee, uh, showed some of our, our friends some love who we've had on podcasts mm-hmm. and are members of teams and such. So uh, I first went and saw Mike at the Disc Barn 
and picked up a couple of things. Uh, I got a Sonic, a GG Tour Double G Tour Series Sonic. Um, Is that pink with a blue rim, like cotton candy? Yes. And that's the pretty. the rim glows like this blue. It's color glow. Oh, wow. that's cool. So like that's pretty sweet. And then Mike had, was saving these for when people came into the shop. I uh, did not put them on his website and held the last one for me. I got a first run. Lazado. Lazado. Cool. You didn't and buy one in the shop. They were sold out, man. They sold out oh, real okay. quick because they did. You're right. They like. I didn't have a chance when they went live on the site. And then some members of the team, when you had them, were like, okay, team members, uh, I'll hold anything for you. And then, but you got to pay no no team discount or anything on that. And then, like, they were all just snatched up. So I wasn't able to get yeah. them, but it's all good. And then yeah. uh, I went to TriFox and saw the Shicks. And I got a, a star first run stamp alien. Very nice. nice. And this Very thing nice. feels fun and better than I thought it was going to be in the hand. Very excited to try this. So it's like a Sonic with a beveled rim, right? That's kind of how it is? Yes. It is a uh, 4201 as far as the okay. the flight numbers go. But yeah, um, it yeah, this is the kind of the profile on it. Um, just showing for the audio listeners. I'm just showing the guys yeah. on the. So it looks like the video bottom recording. of an AVR and the top of a Sonic. Not as of... deep, not as deep of, as okay. an AVR, but okay. that's yes. like a mid-range bottom with like the yeah. I don't know. That's weird. Okay, yeah. like a Mako bottom or something like that. It's yes, like I would say. Right? I, I would say. Oh yeah. Uh, I would say. Yeah. That's crazy. I would say probably close to a Mako. Yeah, as far okay. as like that. And then uh, I also picked this. Well, I picked this one up, and because he paid me for it, but I got then I got this same star uh, alien for for Matt Yates with the bronze on there for him. Very nice, hmm. very nice. I think they're so, supposed to come in Nexus and like one other plastic. Yeah, DX Nexus and Star. Yeah. So the new okay. DX blend feels nice. Like there's like the new DX blend that's coming out feels great in multiple discs, but specifically the alien. Um, but I just knew that like the D I wanted star specifically cause the star felt great, but also because like, even though like the new DX plastic is great, like what, what are you really going to throw the alien for tight wooded shots where you just need to get out of things? Um, and you're going to hit some trees and I wanted to <laughs> not destroy that thing super quick. Um, but the Nexus yeah. plastic feels really great. Um, so it's cool that some of these other discs are not, or that Nexus is being used for things other than like Firefly. So yeah, mm -hmm. very nice, very nice. All right, so the things that I bought was a, or will be slash was is by the time you hear this, I will have a bite, um, which is officially Latitude sixty four. Is that DD? It's Latitude 64. It's Lat 64. Okay. It's a bite. It's a hybrid catch. It's it's essentially a, a Sonic. A um, mm -hmm. little heavier. No, it's essentially a Sonic. Um, I felt I one bought... in the shop. I felt one in um, the... Somebody had one... One of the shops I went to had them. And I think that they're actually lighter than the Sonic. They're lighter? Okay. Yeah. I know they're just a fastback. I mean, it's yeah. essentially just a fastback. So, um, but yeah, I uh, got one of those. I got a glitch 
And those two, I we are doing like a glitch versus um, bite round. We'll do that tomorrow afternoon. And then that'll actually hopefully go up on the YouTube channel. And then um, I bought the trilogy disc. So it was a warship, a pure, and a vandal, all opto. Oh, excuse me, all uh, orbit. And um, I thoroughly enjoyed all three of the discs. Um, I The pure was just a fantastic point and shoot. Um, as a putting putter, I, I'm just too used to the judge, but it was a good putter. I, I made the putts I was supposed to make. And um, as a thrower, I really liked it. It it actually held a little more stability than I assumed it would because I had never really thrown, like really given the time to throw a pure. But on the R course, we throw a lot of, I, I throw a lot of putters. Um, it was a good putter. The Warship was a, it was like a more stable Comet. I mean, the feel is very similar, kind of has that beveled edge, that kind of weird hand feel. Um, but I like it. It was comfortable, but it was, it's much more stable, like high speed stable. I could throw it pretty hard. It would still stand up and go straight, but it would always finish. Um, and the Vandal was a beautifully consistent thrower. Um, like guys in the shop were like, Oh, it just, when it dumps, it dumps. And when, and I was like, I don't know, man, I, it like, it felt super consistent, really good to me. Um, I really enjoyed the discs. I, I didn't see the complaints that I heard from, a few guys like I just I just didn't see it at all. I, I thought all three of the discs were great. They were consistent. The lines you put them on were the lines they held, and the Vandal is more stable than a standard Lucid Vandal. So I enjoyed him. I thought he was good, and I played pretty well. I think I played one under or even. I don't remember what I played um, with the trilogy at Bailey. So, but it was good. So I'll have all those, and all those are definitely throwers. Um, what so was, was the what was the new thing that was part of the trilogy challenge? Because historically, right, like there's like either it was just the plastic. A mold or like a new yeah, disc was... that hasn't been released in a plastic or just the plastic. It was okay. the orbit is all it was. Um, they did those little rubber minis and then they gave you a towel mm. as well. But yeah, it was. I think it was just the plastic because the warship has been the vandal yeah. and the pure have all been used in trilogies before. So I, I just, think it was just a plastic. Okay. Yeah. I was, cause from what I know, historically, like that's like, th these are all used, like all these challenges are used for feedback for the company as far as like a new plastic right. blend or something. So I was curious yeah. more than anything. So it was, uh, the Vandal was a Ricky Wysocki Vandal. Hmm. Okay. Which was weird. And then the pure was the Kristen Tatar. I forgot who the Maddie warship o. was. Matty O. Yeah, the Matteo was a warship. So, I mean, they were all signature discs, which was kind of cool. But, um, yeah, but nice. I mean, I, I really liked them all. And those actually, I think we had five sets left or six sets left. So they'll be on the site probably tomorrow, I would assume, or the next day. Well, it would be tomorrow if you're listening. Yeah, probably Tuesday. So those will be good. So we'll get our preview. I'm going to be a short show. Um, <laughs> I've said it. I've said it. So going to be a short show. We're going to do... Just talk Calvin or Gannon. We're going to talk Deglo, and then European Championships. And then uh, I think outside of that, um, they'll be going to Ben's random question, and we'll do some shop updates, and then we'll be off of here. So if we keep it under an hour, I will be very surprised. But there's a possibility today, boys. There's a possibility. So this is the one that can throw us off the rails. Calvin or Gannon, who is better? 
who has been the better player this year? Calvin. Not Missy Gannon. <laughs> yeah. Gannon Burr. Yeah. So Heimborg or Gannon? Well, JP said Calvin, and I'm also saying Calvin. Okay, explain. I think it's harder to be that consistent uh, than it is to... See, I'm going to put my foot in my mouth by saying this, but then it is, then it's harder to win because Calvin has found it ridiculously hard to win some of these. But you also have to be that good to be in the hunt for that many sustained events. So, like, that's my rationale. Yes, Gannon's obviously one of the best players in the world and has had uh, a few more wins than Calvin has, but Calvin has just sustained the ability to be in on coverage for every single round he's played this year. I mean, like there's been very few times that we have seen him not on either the, the chase a feature or a lead card, which is saying something. Okay. JP. Yeah. See, um, obviously Gannon's got the five total wins this year compared to, I think Calvin's got Three, like two, and then like a two silver, silver series, one, yeah, one pro tour. Yeah, so as of right now, I think, well, Calvin finished fifth today, today, and well, you know, just after recording at D-Glow. but before this, his average finish was like 4.3 or 4.9 or something like that, like just off porting. Like, that's ridiculous, you know, to consider that. Um, he's played a couple less um tournaments than Ganon, but I think Ganon played like the Memorial and like a couple other eight tiers or something like that Calvin wasn't at. Um Calvin has more money, not like that means anything, but um I just think like what Ben said, like to be able to sustain a like a level of play and not have ebbs and flows. Like Calvin's lowest finish this year so far has been 16th Gannon has finished 50th he's finished 30th he's like got a couple in the 20s um he's got some real ebbs and flows but like when he plays well he plays well but Calvin just plays well pretty much no matter what like he always just puts himself in that conversation and I mean like with picks we've had or like pretty much anybody else has had people are just constantly picking him to place on the podium or win and that's a conversation that he doesn't leave your mind. He doesn't leave your mouth, really. Like, he's just always part of the so, conversations. So, obviously, this is kind of loaded, but Statmando's head-to-head. Calvin is 9-6-1 and one against Gannon this, in 2023. Gannon has four wins. Calvin has three wins. Calvin has five seconds and four-thirds to Gannon's one second and one-third. Top 10 percentage, Gannon Burr, 68.75%. Calvin Heinberg, 93.75%. Uh, 2,961 strokes for Gannon Burr and 2,885 strokes. So uh, somebody can do the quick math, but almost 100 strokes. Uh, better. Uh, sorry, not that close. 76. I just did it. So 76 <laughs> strokes better than Gannon. So when we talk player of the year points you know, or MVP, 
you think Calvin has the shoe in? There's no chance that Gannon's even close, or that Gannon will take it. I I think they're one two. I think that there will be people that there are there's a conglomerate of voters and people that purely pick wins, and I respect mm-hmm. that. But I think also though, like it's not like it's not like Calvin has not won, right? Like it's not like we he has just been on the podium without any wins. He's he's won events this year, mm-hmm. so like we're not. But he hasn't won since Jonesboro. That's. The- that's a long time ago, April. Mm-hmm. But yeah, whatever. <laughs> saving the, he's saving the juice for for worlds. But okay, so here here's my question. Like, I get it. Calvin is a phenomenal player. I don't I don't give him any. There's nothing that says he's not. But would I put him? Let's let's just back it up four years or five years. I give him the Lazat. He's there. He's always in contention. They're always saying his name, but he's just not finishing. Or who was it? Ricky in 19? Like he was always there. He was always, or 19 was his, was it 18 or 19 that he had his tick thing? Whichever year wasn't his Lyme disease flare up. He was always there, but he just wasn't finishing. And they gave Macbeth the, the nod. And then we talked 2020, same thing. Macbeth got the nod. Why is this different, or why do you feel that this might be perceived as being different? Because we are in an era where every single event is stacked at the top. Where, mm-hmm. as far as like, I think the field is just so much deeper now in terms of like all of the top 15 and the top 10 are ballers, and it's harder to so now, I think, on the tour crack a top 15 like i think like five years even five years ago 10 years ago for sure right like mm-hmm. the the thing that i'm going to use is, is like paul Uliberry for however long was just finishing in top 10s and finishing top 10s because he could mm-hmm. show up and play very consistent and be in a top 10 maybe he wasn't winning but again in a top 10 now yes he's a little bit older but now paul Uliberry cracking a top 10 is a big deal because he's obviously because he's older he came in fourth last week Yes, we're ta- that's like these are the things that we we're talking <laughs> we talked about. about. <laughs> yeah. So, like, for Calvin to sustain and be on the podium in a field that is so much deeper and so stacked now is mm. so much harder than it was in 2019. 2019, 18 year olds were not winning events, they were, but they weren't winning pro tour events. And the field is just so much deeper now that that's why I'm giving Calvin the nod because it's so that, much harder. That doesn't exclude Gannon. That's not in, I mean, in, you know, present company is not excluded in that, right? Yeah. But I think though, when we're making the argument though, that I think it's harder in this era of disc golf to finish that consistency that I think that that makes him the player of the year because I think he's just had a better year. Okay. What about Paige Pierce? Did she have a better year the year she tied and then the year she won? Then Katrina and Kristen. Well, or did she just have more wins? Well, part part of that was uh, that that could be, 
<laughs> just, just, I'm just asking questions. That's well, we all, we all can point to why that happened. Why that award was given out was because the PDGA's uh, player of the year factors in any sanctioned event. Yeah. And Katrina plays C tiers. Like she plays C tiers that are local to her in in South Dakota. Like she she pops up at these small events in like January and February and then like mm-hmm. and break weeks. So that's why she won that. Speaking of, did she finish dead last? Oh, she had a terrible first round. Huh? I think she I think she still stayed down there dead last. All right. Uh, well anyways from Deagle this week. Yeah. Yeah. Well, anyways, I was just curious who you thought Calvin okay. or Gannon. There was a quick conversation about it, and I was just like, you know, that makes sense because there could be arguments made for Gannon over Calvin. I think there. I think Calvin at this point is a more likely contender because of his average finish. But what get? What if Gannon pulls off one more? If Gannon what if pulls he puts off one more, one down? more. If he takes one more down and just has a very consistent finish, then I think the argument gets a little bit more. There's more arguments being made. Yep. Sure. Like if he if he goes if he goes podium podium champion and podium for the rest of these, yes. Okay. Because from here on out now for the men, it's silver, it's silver, worlds silver, playoff. USDGC and then mm-hmm. tour finale. So yeah. no slouches, no slouch events is what I'm getting at. Right. I think Brody brought it up on or someone brought it up that why spread out these playoff events? Why aren't the playoff events just back to back weekends? Like you have the playoffs and you have these tournaments in between. Then you have playoffs again. And then it's like I get that you're building up to the but just have them back to back weekends, so it's not as confusing. So, like, oh, we're doing so the counter the counter argument to that as to why that I read that somebody said that somebody that works for the pro tour is is because there's cuts on there. You need to make ample time to. Oh, I suppose. To, to, because we're not you're not doing them because one of the playoffs is D Glow and then the other event is Maple Hill. Like you need to mm-hmm. have adequate time to figure out like if you made the cut or you didn't make the cut like where you stand to get in and have your travel arrangements and your lodging and everything else. How about if you suck, it doesn't matter because you're <laughs> you not able it, you to go on because you're, <laughs> yeah, you're not able to register for the event until you know if you've made the cut. Well, but as a playoff event, only certain people can register anyways. Right. So yeah, so it's, it's automatically top 50. boosted. Well, it's top 50 for Maple Hill. So you could, they could, yeah. these, these, yeah. these folks, if you weren't securely safe, the pro tour was not allowing you to be registered for that event. Oh. Do you think that Miami Dolphins ever made that argument or like the Packers ever made that argument? Like, but what if we don't make it? <laughs> what if we can't make these arrangements? <laughs> so I have this sneaking suspicion from the outside looking in that it is the fact that the PDGA is still trying to control certain events at the same time as the pro tour is basically running professional disc golf, but the PDGA and Innova still have a stranglehold on certain events and they won't let them go. 
Just call spade a spade. Don't say certain events. Just say the event. <laughs> well, Worlds and USDGC. Like, those two things, I mean, they're becoming less relevant. I think USDGC is still up there. Worlds, I think, is becoming less relevant because I think the championship is starting to become a little more legitimate. Mm-hmm. So I think that's probably what it is. It's just Worlds is being scheduled at these times that are interrupting. And USDGC, they will not let go of um, let go of their time slot, you know, and they won't lose control of it. They don't want to lose control of it, which I don't blame them. I mean, it's their event, so why not? You know how I, oh. you know what I think would make Worlds super interesting? Keep it five Full rounds. Contact. Well, that too, but <laughs> keep it, keep it five rounds, but cut every day. Agreed. Mm-hmm. I like that idea. Like cut the bottom twenty percent of the field every day. Yeah, I think it would make like it, it super entertaining. Just for the like a card on the last day. Yeah. I don't know. But, I mean, I would say I would say the final day should be top top 20 for both. I think or I top think 15. Final, I think final day should only be as much as cameras as we have. OK, to cover. I think that the old final nine is lame and I don't want like the vibe of final nine of just four people to come back because I would, I want still the drama of a chase card or somebody coming up and slamming yeah, it and taking point. it. I like that idea. Um, mm-hmm. But I would be, I think worlds, I think worlds needs to have what we saw. Well, this might be a good pivot into D glow, but I think we mm-hmm. need to have a true, we need to have true for worlds, true moving days where pins are moving mm-hmm and mm-hmm. uh a cut every single day would be great because like hypothetically what if like i'm just throwing a name out there like uh a joel freeman what if mm-hmm. like he just did that hurt yeah it did <laughs> it did i got real nice joy out of joel freeman losing his cash streak though i bet Dude, I was grinning from ear to ear. <laughs> no, but maybe not a Joel Freeman. But pick out somebody that's you know consistent. I'm just gonna put like uh, hypothetically like an Isaac Robinson. So he, Isaac Robinson's a major winner now. Like somebody that we expect to show up and be consistent. And like in a hypothetical world, what if he was just like fighting and missed missed the cut on day one? Like how mm-hmm. as a viewer, how great would that? be? not for isaac robinson of course but for us to see like the drama of like a past world champion or a past major not make it to the weekend or not make it out of day one i would love Mm -hmm. it i'm a reality tv junkie and that would be the ultimate reality tv for this golf but they couldn't just say oh he didn't make it like you gotta have cameras on that guy yes like we want to see brody smith cry you know what i mean like like that he didn't make it. They're like build up that much drama. Okay, so then here, here's how it works. Turn off the U-Disc Live. The only thing that's counting is we just go paper and we turn off PDGA Live. So then everybody has to stand, and then there's a big leaderboard that they like will like only. What if they only update and they put the caveat that uh, that there's like no live broadcast on the site? So mm-hmm. like. You have to like. Then they just put up a screen and they're like, "Here's where it's at. You guys are cut." Like right. hunger, like I'd Hunger like Games idea. style. I like the Hunger Games. <laughs> Give the three fingers. Could you? I was like, <laughs> yeah. Could you imagine though, like having like, you know, 
Brody standing next to somebody and Brody like it just flashes and Brody's like I made the cut and then he is yes. standing next to some guy that's like it oh, sucks for you dude you should have played better <laughs> exactly <laughs> have a chance to talk crud oh I love that oh that seems see these are the things that need to happen all right PDGA see... let me be the executive producer of worlds <laughs> we're gonna have ratings through the to the moon well what we need to do is bring in over some of those Korean show producers that are like killing it on Netflix. Like, like what's that one? The squid game, squid games, mm-hmm. like bring them over and have them run the pro tour for one year. I think it'd be fantastic. I mean, aside from the shooting people, I think it'd be pretty cool. <laughs> so, <laughs> but, all right. So Calvin is obviously the better player. Go ahead. Sorry. Go ahead. No, no. Well, Bennett, Bennett brought up, uh, was just saying reality TV. Isn't uh season two of, um, tour or whatever is it on tour starting soon? So do they have a season two? So when I I talked to Corey Merle, who is the, he's the, the DGN, like, I don't want to call it special projects, but it's essentially non-scripted or non-coverage projects. So he was the executive producer, director of tour life last year. And I talked to him for about a half hour. Uh, not only did I talk to him in Vegas, but I also talked to him at the preserve and they're not doing it in the same way that it was the, the, the season one, they're releasing like features on different players, like 20 minute features. So like the one that was recently coming out that he was doing was Val Mondahano. So, okay. I heard something about Val's episode with Val. Yeah. So, so that curious. is essentially replacing on tour, which is mm. we need drama. We need drama in disc yeah. golf, and we need to get like Nico Lacastro and you know all should... these guys with cameras on them twenty four seven. Do you guys remember the Ultimate Fighter? Joel Freeman would be a good one too. Yes, yes. We need to do. do the, wanna... We need to do like in January, like in Arizona. We get the pe- the people that missed the their tour the card. No, mm-hmm. that would be great oh. too. But we get them in Arizona. <laughs> get them in Arizona in January for like um just like three weeks and we put them all in a house and we do ultimate fighter style where then they like they're playing in like events throughout the week and like they're either it's all stroke play or it's like match play or a combination of something and then like three guys are getting like a tour card out of like 15. i love that that idea idea. i love that idea and the the three cards that they're getting are the guys that got relegated from the yeah from the pro tour that's a fun idea Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Or just chuck discs at each other and see who lasts. Like, <laughs> just right, like, just play guts. Just pelt, yeah, discs. just pelt each other and see if, <laughs> how long you can take it. Right. So we're going like a little bit of Ultimate Fighter, a little Jackass. Yeah, I like that idea. <laughs> but I, in all seriousness, no, I, I do love my idea that I just stole from. I like the Ultimate Fighter one. From yeah, the, that would be sell a sponsor on it and just film it and get an Airbnb. It's like a couple of courses in Arizona and just have like six dudes live in there and three cards, three people are getting tour cards. And if you were the last, like it just be like the last six that were below that cut that didn't qualify. But who's the live in announcer. Who's the guy that comes in and creates drama. Hmm. Paul Uliberry. Oh, Drew Gibson, (laughs) Drew Gibson. No, he's the one that's going to create the issues. No, because Drew Gibson won't sell sponsorships to the outside world. 
Oh, no, no, no. I'm talking the guy that, like, the announcer that comes in and plays. Yeah. Oh, you think they're not going to do it because of Drew? No. (laughs) If they're trying to sell sponsorship to sell this, to make this work, to pay for the Airbnb, you can't have have these companies digging up Drew's tweets. (laughs) (laughs) Because you just move Luke Humphreys over from, like... GK Pro skins over to this, and he's just like, "Welcome to this. We're gonna, let's get it started." Like every week, you just like introduce like four guys, and no, 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 no. I know this is very unpopular, but I don't like Luke Humphrey. Like, ben Askren. Oh yes, <laughs> that's perfect. Ooh, that's part. Okay, I like that. Or or Bert Kreischer. I mean. <laughs> they're pretty good no, dude. like Bert's, you gotta take Bert's these gonna, shots and then we're going to <laughs> birds yeah birds not gonna Bert would make it too funny we need ben Askren to up the intensity of like we are you are fighting for your financial lives right now because you need to get a tour card and he would just be intense about it i see i think that's a great idea i love that idea we should pit you should pitch it ben all right we need or to hunt ben could just do it at funky farms there you go yeah, He's so Ben pitches it to Ben, who pitches it to Terry, who then Terry reaches out to the people. We got that. It's perfect. Let's do it. <laughs> By let's, I mean you. We've got a YouTube channel. <laughs> let's just swindle. We got to swindle the. P- we got to swindle the D- the disc golf pro tour to um, uh, to give up three co- to, to provide three extra tour cards, and then we'll reach out mm-hmm. to everybody. They can just. L- We'll just play Wildberry every day, and then they can just stay at Julie's. I'm I'm with it. I'm for it. I got the house. We'll we'll yeah. We'll have them stay in the house. I'd love it too if like you had this group of guys who like had the idea that they were like fighting each other, and then like randomly one week they're like, oh, here's the twist. We like bring in this guy who like you know like they just keep throwing people in and like it's yes. an extra sacrifice or something. They're like, what the heck yeah. is this guy doing here? He didn't even spy. Yeah, or like bring in like. Like, okay, and today, one of you guys have to beat Calvin. Yeah. <laughs> <I> go home. <laughs> oh, see, all right, well, perfect. PD, uh, PDGA, I mean, or Disco Pro Tour, just, you know how to contact us, doordisc.com. <laughs> I'll put you in, I'll put you in contact with Ben. All right, with that being said, we all know that Calvin is the better player. But if Gannon wins another one, there's a good chance that he might be uh, a shoe in for that. So with that being said, let's talk about Diglo. Um, Calvin did not finish amazing, but he had some really great shots that I saw some highlights of. And uh, But ultimately, Simon took it down. And I can't remember if Simon was my number one pick, but I know it was better than Bobby's pick. So that's all that matters. <laughs> so and uh, on the FPO side, Own Scoggins took it down and, and basically wire to wire. Um, I don't know if she ever lost... And I publicly said that I don't think Owen has a chance. Sadly. Yeah. And no, Owen, I put her in second. Owen drank a beer out of her trophy in your face. Did she really? <laughs> yeah. That's you can fantastic. find it online. Uh, Owen was doing her like tournament central interview, drinking uh, what looked to be a hazy IPA out of her, <laughs> out of her trophy. Very nice. It wasn't a bad state, was it? It was. It was not. I don't know. We don't distribute in in Michigan, but. Hmm. Have you started putting in the plug for disc golf and trying to sponsor something real big? Um, (laughs) Like Ledgestone, just reach out to Ledgestone and be like, "Hey, Badger State, old sponsor." 
I uh, haven't gotten that far yet, but I learned that there is a disc golf tournament that happens every year between the breweries in Wisconsin at Silver, and uh, oh. I am now at, been added to the team. It's doubles. Very That's nice. Cool. <laughs> Tell them that we carry. Oh, we don't carry any other beer, so not yet. <laughs> I was gonna say not yet. Well, hey, if I carry one, can I be voted in on the team? <laughs> Potentially. <laughs> But anyway. All right. So congratulations to Owen. Congratulations, Simon. Um, First Elite Series win for Owen, mm-hmm, which mm-hmm. is awesome. Did you That's guys... such a good personality to have it, too. Did you guys yes. see Simon on hole 16? Yes, I wanted to talk about that. Let's hear it. Well, yeah, I mean, okay, so he lines up his shot on hole 16. You can see him, like... He's going to throw up over the trees and he's, he throws and Dawson, was it Nate Sexton? I think on the call. Yes. And Nate, and Nate Dawson's like, what is he doing? I can't believe what, what the heck was he thinking? Blah, 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 blah. And obviously he's playing up. He throws it up over and it lands just out of bounds to the left of hole 16's basket. And they like are flabbergasted. And then all of a sudden Doss is like, oh, yeah, I think if you play it this way, he's playing for par. That's what he's yeah. doing. He's just trying to, he's he's throwing it up. And so he basically took his meter in and had like, what, an 18 foot Not, e- not so. even. Not even. Yeah. yeah. And everybody else is scrambling on that hole to he- even get. Yeah, it was ridiculous. The highest disc golf IQ play I've seen in a long time. Man has a three shot lead on sixteen. Yep, and he's purposely sp- throws it ob. Purposely throws it yep. ob to take the par to maintain par. either a two or a three shot. So that way he knows that if if the people behind him birdie it, if they get there, then he has a two shot lead, and it worse he's going to a playoff. Right, right. That's Hold smart. Six- Hole 16 was one of the holes that was like moving out all like one of the moving day locations, right? Didn't we say that in like the tech, like the group text or whatever? I believe it was. I can't remember. Yeah. But yeah, great, great, great showing there. So, um, and the only thing I'm European Championship have it today, and Chris and Tatar won it by going eight over and still winning it by three strokes. On the day. That's how. So she was that far ahead. I didn't keep up on it. I don't know. But all I know is that she had a plus eight and still won the tournament by three strokes. So amazing. She's just dominant force. And I believe she actually hurt herself again. So we will see if Worlds is still a thing for her. Kind of in front of her home crowd too, right? It was, it was in Estonia. Yep. So, I mean, like. I think the final hole is in front of this like big band shell or mm-hmm. something like it looks super cool. Like I saw the, I think that there's a highlight of it, like the last hole. I was just like, yeah, some pretty of cool shots, to see the crowd. Yeah. Yeah. Some of the shots, like the elevated tee pads and stuff that they were throwing off of. I mean, they're fantastic. I mean, it's a beautiful course. I, I don't, I, I'm not familiar with the course at all. I've never seen, I don't know if I've ever seen it before. I don't know if I have either. I know I've seen like a couple people like play and i've just seen that band show like from Mm -hmm. like clips or something but don't know much about the course at all yeah yeah so all right ben here is your chance 
two. Give us your random question. Okay. I just got to get over to my sheet. And all right. My question is, what is your weirdest guilty pleasure? Weirdest guilty pleasure. So like, like scratching my head. Does that count? And then, no, I was thinking like, what's a weird, like along the lines of like, like strangest, like, you know, food that combination that you strangely like, or like, okay. uh, like, um, like music you listen to that might be slightly embarrassing or just, you know, something along those lines. Is would anime for like a 40 year old man be slightly embarrassing? I mean, is that if that, if that's what you want to go with for sure, that can be. Um, I'll think you got one JP. Um, I guess there's like some kids Nickelodeon shows that I like watching with the kids sometimes. <laughs> like they watch this show called, uh, was it Harvey danger or Henry danger, something like that. Mm-hmm. And you know, it's like stupid comedy for preteens and like kids that are younger, but it's funny sometimes. And like Alyssa and I will sit there and just laugh because it's <laughs> absolutely dumb, but funny at the same time like i don't know there's stuff like that or um what's another one the kids watch the show called bonked or dempsey watches all these random uh youtube guys like talking about Fortnite and Mm -hmm. all these other weird video games and i'll sit there and watch them and sometimes i'm like oh that's kind of interesting but i'm like this is rotting my brain why am i Uh Uh so i'm just getting sucked into like some of the kids stuff and i'm like oh yeah okay and then you just get drawn into it like it's just mm-hmm. it happens so i have two one is on the youtube line it's a gentleman named gray still plays so it's an old dude that still plays and he only <laughs> plays gta but it's like he does like people create boards for him and they has to like finish these boards or challenges or whatever mm, so okay it's not just playing gta it's like all these things um really love that guy i don't know what it is about him like it's it's i don't know what he looks like nothing like that he just like voices over the the playing the gameplay and his mind is exactly what i would say if i did things and it's just so fun to listen watch and my son likes it too so it's fun to like just sit there and go like hey there's a new gray still plays on and then he's like great and he comes runs over and jumps on the couch and it's really more like i like watching it and he likes watching it so it's that guilty pleasure and the other one is I play Minecraft. So, and that's kind of one of those like goofy things. I only do it every once, like every couple weeks or anything, but I, I play Minecraft. It was one of those things I started playing to like play with my kids, but it's kind of my guilty pleasure now. Sometimes I like go up and I'm open up my own world and <laughs> play in it. And I have like this world that I built and I have like a whole like herd of dogs. <laughs> I have like 30 dogs. Yeah, it's pretty fun. So. Anyways, that's that's that. So <laughs> those are my two. Um my mine is just like if you just scroll through like my Spotify like most recently played, like I have just so many like insane like that is all over the place. Like right now I'm on like uh 
like a, a female pop uh power trip right now mm-hmm. so like and it's like ladies of the pop ladies of the aughts is like a a uh, a playlist i found pop power pop ladies of the what? aughts hmm. okay so like uh the veronica's uh is big on there ariana grande Haley steinfeld like it's it's a weird playlist but it's Mm-hmm. riding with it yeah pop ladies of the aughts so what's the show what's the kid show jp that ariana grande started oh i got you victorious she was yes. in two she was in two well she was in she, one other one too and sam and cat um sam and cat yep yeah <laughs> dude i love I ariana like, grande I, I have an ariana <laughs> i have an ariana grande t-shirt i love ariana grande <laughs> Dude, I'm oh, not gonna lie. Funny. She's super entertaining in those shows. Like, I mean, she's <sighs> I, she's one, just super entertaining in them. The one thing I didn't understand in Sam and Cat, I think that's what she talked with a weird accent. <laughs> she's like, ah, oh, da, da 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 da. Like, I never like she was real, why real flighty, almost. Yes, yes. And then on Victorious, she kind of played the same character. I think they, they brought it over, but. She um, it was a little more with it. <laughs> Are you sure she's just not that way? I don't know. Ben, could be. You sound like an Ariana Grande fan. Is she well flighty? The Sam and Cat is a spinoff of Victorious, so she played the same character. Okay, that's uh, what I thought. I don't know which one I watched with my daughter. So, but she really well, then. And then Maisie's watching iCarly a lot now, too. And then what's her name? Jeanette McCurdy, who was on Sam and Cat, is on iCarly with um, what's her name from School of Rock? Miranda Cosgrove. (laughs) Yeah. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) That's right. You guys are blowing my mind right now. (laughs) Well, so, like, I think it's important to mention that, like, when those shows were in their original runs, like I fit that demographic. Like I was that mm. age when those things you were, were like young teen in, girl. I was the, I was the young teen girl. I, I was the young teen girl in like 2009. So yeah. Okay. 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 When those shows were, cool. were in their original run. Uh, That's, but also I, I, I do, I guess I do forget about that. I forget it. The age difference between us. Yeah. My, like, I watched that with my kids. Like I watched yeah. that as a child. Uh, my my degree is also in media studies, so just the sheer amount of television and film I have consumed uh, for for school uh, is in, insane. I took an I did an independent study on the rise of uh, reality TV, specifically during the two thousand seven writer strike. So if you want to talk about it, MTV programming uh, between reality MTV programming between the years 2000 and 2014. I could talk to you for hours. <laughs> I want to talk to you then about Rob Dyrdek making a show based strictly on YouTube videos. <laughs> and like, of ridiculousness? Yes. Yeah. That show is crazy. Well, and the fact that he dominated between Rob and well, Big and, and then F- F- Fantasy, and Fantasy Factory. Factory. Oh, yeah. Dude is brilliant. He is. He's amazing. actually got a really good TikTok, or like he's got a podcast as well, where he just sits and talks about how he was able to yep. come up with all that stuff and like his work schedule and like 
everything he comes up with. He's a really interesting dude. I was listening to his podcast when he was explaining what the royalties look like for Robin Big and Ridiculousness. And the airtime that Ridiculousness gets on MTV is something like 60% of their programming. It's about, it is about 17 hours a day. Wow. Oh my goodness. <laughs> like they like ridiculous, ridiculous, like ridiculous, no pun intended. Ridiculousness is on like it between like 10 PM and like 10 AM. And then like it transitions into like other programming that they have, but it is. Yeah. That's incredible. Rob, do you and they're is, still making yeah. new episodes. He, Rob only shoots like three, three weeks a year and they just crank out episodes for like three weeks a year for and they can do an app a 20 minute episode very quickly mm-hmm. and it wow. is you know Jeepers they creepers. can fi- they can film like nine episodes a day rob Dyrick is also one of the smartest business people ever because he is forever he's controlled he's always controlled his own branding and identity and what he did from the ground floor up when he was with rob and big is is that um he founded super jacket productions and that is so he owns the production company that produces all of his shows and then sells them it's so brilliant and then he he became controlling owner of dc also isn't he dc shoes he i'm not sure if he's still in with them but for a long time he was in with dc shoes and alien workshop as well i think alien yep yep geez well anyways that's enough fanboying about him yeah. So, oh, Ben, one question. Oh, Eras tour. Would you be on board, or you, would you? Is that up your alley? Uh, I am not a, a big Swifty, but uh, I can respect the fact that she crossed two billion dollars in ticket sales. Yeah, for the Eras tour. Didn't she get like a huge f- blowback from that, like about how expensive her tickets are, or something like that? Well, a lot of people couldn't get in. Yeah, she's also because people buy them and then scalp them, right? Yeah, this is also a Supreme mm-hmm. Court issue as well that is making waves through Congress as well about Ticket Star and Live Nation being the same. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. I thought it was about Swifty. I was like, what? Well, the demand is there, so the resale value, oh, no sure. matter what, was going to be high. But mm-hmm. yeah, jeez. <laughs> All right. Well, we found out about more of our guilty pleasures. So with that being said, shop updates. We got some pizza chalk bags coming in. So they're pizza-shaped chalk bags. They were up on DD, and I thought they were the coolest things in the world. They're shaped like a slice of pizza. Nice. Um, So we picked some of those up, and then we got some more minis coming from um, Zing. Um, We have the Trilogy Challenge discs that are there, and then we also have have some bags, a couple discs. I don't remember what it is, but we got some more stuff. It'll be populating over this coming week and then next week. And then we should have the MD1s coming in here pretty soon. We did order all of the Lozado, Halloween Lozado, and Craves, and Nomads. And cool. so we got all those. Um, and we actually got quite a few of the Lozado. So we'll be seeing those as soon as they come in. But like I said, the MD1s, the Horizon MD1s, the special order ones should be coming in pretty soon. Um, they're supposed to be at the end of this month. So it's already the 20th, so we should be seeing them probably within the next couple of weeks. So with that being said, anything else to add? Any inspirational messages? Shane, are you going to get... Oh, I was going to ask, are you getting the oh Casey White discs? <sighs> this is hard. I love Casey White, and I really want to bring him in, but I just... Team stamp stuff just doesn't sell. Yeah. What if you reach out to him and have him autograph it? 
Oh, I, I, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I would rather, I would rather tell everybody to just reach out to Casey and buy directly from him. Um, so I'm debating cause I, I want to support Casey. So I want to bring him in. Yeah. Um, but I also just don't want a bunch of discs sitting on a shelf, you know, so I'd rather get the stuff that moves. Yeah. But I don't know. I mean, maybe Casey moves him, but I'm glad it's his first signature disc. And so yes, I'll buy, I'm going to get some, I'm going to bring some in cause I want to support him. So with that being said, anything inspirational or monumental to leave us on? No, I got nothing. No, just because the first wipe makes you feel clean. Always wipe a second time. <laughs> All right. Okay. Ben, you like that? I've come to expect nothing less. <laughs> Bobby left. It, Bobby left you guys. Well, in my absence, with something real nice and real inspirational. And Shane, as always, <laughs> rounding it out with twelve-year-old humor. Oh, well, you don't want to itch. I'm just making sure <laughs> that you're not walking through the day itchy because it's really awkward when people see you digging your butt. Yeah. In the words of Forrest Gump, I got to pee. <laughs> got to pay. All right. Peace out. Deuces and keep us up par.